Welcome once again to your favorite podcast, The Crux. I'm your host, as ever, Tessa King, and joined by my wonderful sister, Casey McIntosh. I was just pausing because I was thinking that you were the only one that called me wonderful, wonderful oh. that I know of. <laughs> I'm so glad I could do that for you. <laughs> Thank you for filling that role. I, I strongly appreciate it. In 2016, 72-year-old Ann Rogers was embarking on a trip to Arizona to visit her grandkids when she ran out of gas in the Gila Wilderness. She would be stranded there for nine days. It was a warm March day, and Anne and her small duck, Queenie, were driving from Phoenix to Tucson. She planned to arrive in Tucson on April 4th to celebrate her birthday with her grandkids. What's the distance? That's a good question. I didn't look it up. I feel like it's not that far from Tucson to Phoenix. You want to Google it real quick? Sure. From Tucson to Phoenix, it takes an hour and 56 minutes. It is 113 miles. That was not very far. No. She must have been like taking some time because I think maybe I already said that, but she planned to arrive in Tucson on the 4th. So I don't know what she's doing in the meantime. <laughs> Maybe she had a few stops. Yeah, tour of Arizona. So she was headed to the town of Sholo when she was beginning to run out of gas. She had saw an exit earlier, Mark, that she thought that she could get gas. Mm-hmm. So she exited, and that was the first wrong turn of many. Oh, no. <laughs> because she ended up getting lost in the wilderness. So... I can imagine that this is just like wrong turn, wrong turn, wrong turn, eventually not finding anything of civilization and then trying to turn around and not being able to figure out where you were before. It's kind of like when you start putting this expectation on yourself to figure something out when you're under stress, things just get worse and worse and worse. You know what I mean? Yes. And this is not the place to run out of gas anyway. No. I mean, I would prefer not to run out of gas anywhere, but yeah. But especially not in the desert. Yeah. Or I guess in a snowy mountain, like some of your stories. True. So Anne attempted to climb several ridge lines to find cell phone service, but there was none. She was unsuccessful. So overnight, Anne and Queenie slept in the car. And in the morning, they still hadn't been found. Anne was really surprised she hadn't seen anybody on the road, not even an animal. And they waited two days in this location before Anne made the decision to abandon the car to start searching for help. Okay. And a lot of these articles were like, you don't do that. (laughs) Don't leave your car. (laughs) She had two gallons of water with her. So she was pretty prepared for driving and being hydrated. But her water was starting to run low after a couple days, and she knew that dehydration was a big risk for her. So she had to find some more water. Did she bring any food for the trip at all? It didn't really say that she had any food. I don't think that she must have had much. She did have an empty Nutella jar, and that's where she poured the rest of her water to hike out gotcha. of her vehicle. She and her dog Queenie hiked to the highest ridge they could find, and she still wasn't able to get a cell phone signal. But while she's scanning the terrain with her binoculars, Anne could see running water in the distance. She's got binoculars. Yeah, she does. Actually, she seemed pretty prepared overall, and you'll find out more later. This pair spent three grueling days without food. Anne, being resourceful, made a sign across the canyon floor from rocks and bones from a bleached elk skeleton, 
spelling out the word help. And under one of the rocks, she placed a small note about what had happened to them. At night, temperatures would dip below freezing. Anne had a lighter with her and was able to start a fire and built a small shelter for her and her dog. Nice. In multiple articles, it mentioned that she thanked her past smoking habit that she had a lighter <laughs> with her. That's like the only one time you're like, thank goodness to smoking, I'm still alive today. Right. <laughs> smoking saved my life. Yeah, pretty funny. So at least it had some use. After three days that she had been out there, a search began after someone spotted her car on a remote stretch of road. So no one would, like, what about her grandkids? You would think someone would have notified the authorities. That yeah, or you think that your kid or your grandkid would be calling you at some point? It, I mean, if it was three days, if she was planning to go on, like, a four- or five-day trip to eventually get to Tucson, then maybe that's why. Or maybe it was a surprise. Maybe it was. And then one of the articles said that she was visiting some friends, so I don't even know what the true story is. But I think it's grand. I think three out of four that I read said grandkids, so... We'll go with that. Okay. So somebody had seen her car and thought it was suspicious. And so they launched a search for her. So they had two separate helicopter searches and multiple ground searches. And they found no trace of her during those first few days. Hmm. It's a big area. Yeah. Cody London, a professional survival instructor out of Prescott, Arizona, said that Roger's ability to have survived nine days in the wild was very rare and statistically abnormal and freakish. Freakish. (laughs) That's That's a direct quote. That's an interesting choice of words. London explained that when people are lost in the wilderness, they normally are found within three days or less. Even trained survivalists are at risk when they face conditions similar to those that Anne had faced. He said... If it was a different season, she would not have lived. Arizona can be a brutal state to stay alive in because we have mountains and deserts and everything in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So cold during the night, so hot during the day. Mm-hmm. And this uh, guy like County's wilderness covers an extensive like billion hectares, which is a lot of acres. I could not figure it out. Everyone, you can tell me later, but it's a lot of acres. Yeah. It's a lot of acres. It is the largest of six national forests in Arizona. So that's part of the reason I think it was so difficult to find her once they found her car is that she could have gone so many different directions. I was just kind of wondering if she may have benefited from like building some Karens along the way. Oh, from her car? That's actually a great idea. Yeah. If you guys ever get lost in the desert and... You can do some rock stacking. Yeah, I mean... It's like what Hansel else? and Gretel, but <laughs> more productive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it, it, the thing is, that way someone could follow your rock Karens to yeah, you. Yeah, if they found your car, they can find where you're going. And yeah. then you can find your way back to your car if you need to go back, too. Also, it gives you something to do. Yeah, because it's got to be a long, boring nine days. Yeah, and also I think sometimes just having something to focus on is helpful. It was probably... Helpful that she had her dog with her, too. Yeah. She wasn't totally alone. Psychologically speaking, that was probably really helpful. Absolutely. So Anne said, quote, I was eating desert plants. My dog was, too. Diving into Clover and finding all the places that were the easiest path for me to take. She was my pathfinder on that journey. End quote. 
Anne had actually studied the works of herbalist Charles Kane, who writes books on edible plants of the Southwest. Oh, that's so cool. So she was already pretty equipped to be out there. She knew how to make a fire. She knew how to like send signals to people looking for her above. <laughs> and probably a lot of those plants she ate had some water. Mm-hmm. Helped her stay hydrated. Mm-hmm. In one of the articles, it mentioned that Rogers ate dandelion greens, clover, and spring onions. She said, if you put them together, it's very onionish. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Anne. I can think of worse things to be eating. Yeah. And at least she knew she wasn't going to die from trying them out. True. She felt herself losing energy even still just because she wasn't getting full nutrition. Yeah. But one day found a mud turtle trying to scramble up the embankment of the creek she was by. And she jumped right into it and went after the turtle. How big are these things? Can't be that big. Big enough to eat. Yeah. So she had another fire going and cooked the turtle. I definitely would cook a turtle if I had the opportunity over eating it raw. (laughs) absolutely i was just saying that would take a few more days i think for me to get to that point raw turtle just doesn't sound very appetizing i mean cooked turtle doesn't really either but if it's a life or death situation what are you gonna do you do what you gotta do by the sixth day rescuers were beginning to lose hope that they would ever find Anne and her dog queenie alive but finally they spotted the help sign that she had put out on the canyon and they found her note one of the rescuers said quote the note had said that she had been without food for three days and that she was going to continue to look for a ranch and going downstream end quote another breakthrough that occurred after nine days was when the fish and game found her dog wandering around in the canyon And then at the point that they found the dog, they spiked their aerial search efforts. So Queenie and Anne got separated. Or the dog was close by and they just didn't really know. Yeah. I mean, these are mostly newspaper articles, so you have to kind of piece things together to get Mm -hmm. the full story. Yeah. Which is part of the reason where I'm like, I'm not really sure if it was her grandkids or friends. They say different things and a lot of these are brief. Shortly afterward, from the helicopter, they noticed an abandoned shelter Rogers had made. After rounding a bend in the canyon, they saw Rogers herself waving next to a signal fire. Anne said later, when that helicopter, that air rescue police copter landed, I just sat down and bawled. (laughs) Remarkable, remarkable, remarkable. That's amazing. Yeah. Although she had suffered some exposure, she was otherwise in good health and was able to board the helicopter with hardly any help. How old is Anne? 72. 72. Yeah. She's older, so. Yeah, so she would be at higher risk of dehydration. Mm Mm-hmm. But she was in otherwise good shape before, and one of the articles mentioned how active she was and that she did yoga in her spare time, and anyway, she was well-equipped probably more well-equipped than your average 72-year-old. Sure. They found her about 40 miles from the highway. Wow. So she had gotten a long way. Do you have a map of the place that her car ended up and where she was found? We could look. Can you draw one for me, please? No, just yeah. <laughs> I'll do a live drawing for all of you. Okay. Tune in. So then they treated and later released her from a hospital on Saturday night according to the sheriff's office. 
So she was in and out basically to check her out, make sure that she was okay. And one of the articles mentioned a little about about Anne and said that she had been in love with the desert since she and her ex-husband, who was a retired Air Force officer, moved to Tucson in the 80s. She's an artist and she paints and sculpts and is the CEO of her own studio, Gemstone Galleries. Hmm, that's cool. We'll have to look her up. Yeah. She's also a horse trainer and a seer and energy healer. She's an adventurer who enjoys exploring the state. I'm sure that helped. And also, just as a side note, every person that I've met named Anne, I would trust to make it through that experience. Go Anne. <laughs> now I'm trying to like mentally go through my list of Anne's, and I think maybe you're right. Yeah. I, they've always been like kind of uh, spitfires. Mm-hmm. I think they can hold their own. I know well, that's pretty can. that's pretty generalized to say that, but I think you can usually make generalizations based off names. <laughs> <laughs> All Casey's are wonderful. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that, but I I don't have anything to dispute it at this moment. Yeah, time. show me some hard science. Yeah. Oh, okay. Wait. Exactly. I need a study that suggests this to be true. Does it have to do with the spelling of the name too? I don't know. That's next level. Yeah. Anyway, well, tune in next week for another great episode about survival. If you make it to next week. <laughs> I, we, we really hope that you do. We do. Leave us a review if you love us, which I know you do. And we'll talk to you again soon. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.